pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for the, the great time of worship that we've already had this morning in our music and with the celebration of the, the new lives, God. And Father, as we, we look into your word, we know that you have something for us today, Jesus, that you have something that all of us need to hear and that all of us need to respond to. And God, I pray, I pray that you will give us a heart to hear and the courage to obey you, God, in this hour. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Michael. If you're a mama, would you stand up and remain standing? Let's give them a hand. Stay, 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 stay. Ladies, women, girls, females, if there's any question, stand up. Come on. Why are you girls in the front looking at each Stand up. Let's give all of the women here a hand this morning. You may be seated. Thank you, ladies. This is something that I learned in seminary and that, that you guys would not have learned yet. This is just kind of a, you know, a, something you have to be a pastor to know. But back before the world was created, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit were talking about the creation of the world and how they were going to do everything. And God said, you know, I'm going to make a beautiful wife for man. And she's going to be humble and completely submissive to her husband, and completely obedient. You getting this, guys? And I'm going to, I'm going to populate every corner of the earth with this obedient, submissive wife. And then they made the the earth, and it was round. Think about that, guys. That'll... Okay, sorry, women, just had to, yeah, some of you who are intelligent are laughing, others of you are still stunned, but it, it is, uh, it's funny, it's funny. Kenny Martin sent that to me, uh, his wife is my secretary, and I wondered if maybe that was a shot at her, I don't know where Kenny and Brenda are, but, uh, hey, it's Mother's Day, and I want to talk to you today out of Sega Timothy, I want to talk to you about how to be a great mom, or a great influencer, Certainly the one God used to write, 2 Timothy, the Apostle Paul, was one of the greatest influencers of all time. And and so this morning, if you're a mother or if you'll be one someday in the future, or if you're a man and you're never going to be a mom, or no matter who you are this morning, you're in junior high or high school, God, in God's Word today, we're going to see some principles that if you and I will fulfill these, we truly can be a great mom or a great influencer. Some of you are going to say today, man, I have blown it in my life. I have blown it so much, so bad uh, with these things. Is it correctable? Folks, listen, you are still alive. God still can do something great with your life. That's great news, isn't it? God can still do something great with your life. So we want to look at where we are today and where we're going in the future, not, not where we've been in the past, all right? What's the first thing to being a great mom or being a great influencer? And here it is. Be the godly person you should be, okay? That's not rocket science. It's not complicated. It's just extremely hard to do. 
Extremely hard to do. In chapter 1 of 2 Timothy, you know, we've been in 2 Timothy for a while, and we're going to close it out next week in chapter 4. We were in chapter 4 last week. But look in verse 5. It says, I have been reminded, this is Paul writing, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. Those had to be Baptist women, didn't they? Lois and Eunice, couldn't you? They were in the WMU. They, were, they did bake sales. And I'm persuaded now lives in you also. Paul met this family probably in Acts chapter 16. And, and it's easy, again, so, so easy to read over a scripture like this and to miss this, the gigantic impact of what God's saying here. He met them. And what we find out is that Timothy's mom and his grandmom were Jewish people who had converted to Christianity. His father was a Greek man. It doesn't say much about him, but we, we, so we have to assume at least in the formative years of Timothy's life, he was not a Christian. Mom, if, if, if you've got a, a husband who's not along with God right now, or men, if you've got a wife who's not, this is, this is a, a good thought here. And what Paul says about this great guy, Timothy, this guy that, that all he's mentioned in the New Testament is in a positive light. Uh, the only thing we know about him is good. And he says, Timothy, it started in your life, not when you went to seminary, not when you went to graduate school, not when you became a preacher. Timothy, it started because your grandmother knew and loved Jesus Christ in a sincere way. Your mama knew and loved Jesus Christ in a sincere way. And they passed it down to you. And I'm convinced now that this sincere Christianity lives in you. You see the word sincere modifying the word faith there. Obviously, even in the early church, a second generation after Jesus Christ, that there were people who were in the church that didn't have a sincere faith. They smiled. They were religious. They knew the right words. They were good Baptist, Methodist, or whatever. But that they did not have a real relationship with Christ. He says, Timothy, you have a relationship with Christ that's unfeigned, that's for real, that's genuine. And you know what, Timothy, you got it in the greatest place ever. You got it from your grandmother and you got it from your mother who had a sincere faith too. Moms and and dads, I want to tell you this morning, you want to be a great parent and a great influencer. Everybody here... It starts with you and Jesus Christ. It doesn't start out there. It doesn't start with someone else. It starts with you being the person that you need to be. And I want to tell you something. If I could get the teenagers up here on stage and I could give them some truth serum because I doubt they would throw you under the bus in front of everybody knowing what they would, uh, how they'd be punished when they got home, your kids know whether you're sincere with the God thing or not. They do. Now, they may not call you out on it because, again, repercussions, but they know. There was a lady who was an army sergeant, and she was at a five-week leadership training uh, class. And in this, during the day, they wouldn't let the women wear makeup. And she wrote her mother something very interesting. She wrote, and she said, Mama, I think I have found Mr. Wright but he has not seen me with my makeup on. He has not seen me as I really am. And I beg to differ. He was seeing her as she really was. 
And I'm all for makeup, aren't y'all? I wish men could wear makeup. You know, we, are, we could spray that stuff on our head to hide the bald spots. Uh, makeup is not a bad thing at all. But I want to tell you, without makeup is who you really are. And your kids see you without your makeup on, don't they? Oh, my little child, he's just three, he's just four. Now, listen, they can spot hypocrisy. Mom and dad come to church and they got perfume and cologne and they smell good and they say amen and they sing and they argue the Bible with people. And then they come home and they're negative and they're critical. They smile at people's face and they stick them in the back. They talk about how they're going to beat somebody in a business deal. Kids aren't dumb. And what your children need, what the people in your world need more than anything else, before they hear your lectures, before they get your advice, they need to see that you genuinely know Jesus Christ in a sincere, genuine way, and that you live that out. Almost everyone in here knows who Billy Ray Cyrus is, and Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus. No, in the, the early service, I said Hannah Montana, and they just, they thought that was somebody that worked with Roy Rogers in the Westerns in the 50s, I think. Billy Ray is uh, Miley's dad, and Billy Ray said he made a choice when she got a little older that he was not going to be a parent. He was going to be a cool dad. He was going to be the cool parent. He was going to be the buddy and the friend. And he said some of his friends were telling him, Billy Ray, you're making a bad mistake. You need to be her dad. You need to be her leader. You need to be the right example, not her buddy. And I don't know how things are now, but when he was interviewed later on after this, you know what he said? I made the worst mistake I could have made, and it destroyed our family. Mom and dad... They're not going to tell you this, but most kids don't want mom and dad trying to be cool. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Isn't it? Come on, give me something. Yes, it is. Sure, I remember when my parents tried, you know, Clayton and I, when the, when the old men, when we were kids, when they would wear the puka chain necklaces like we were wearing, it just wasn't, it didn't fit, you know, it wasn't cool. They don't need you to be They don't need you to be a cool parent. They need you to be a parent who knows Jesus, who lives for Jesus, and who shows by example the way that things need to be. You get everything else right, and you get this wrong, you're failing. I'm failing, okay? And remember, they see us without our makeup on. They know who we really and truly are. I don't know who said this quote, but it's such a good quote, it's worth writing down. What you are, shout so loud, I cannot hear what you say. Did you get that? Sometimes who we are shouts so loud that people won't listen to what we have to say. What is the first step to being a great mom? What is the first step to being a great influencer? Man, you be right with Jesus Christ and you live that out in front of the people in your world. Okay? Here's the second thing. Not only do you be right, but you pray much for those in your world. You pray much. Now, the, we're going to jump back a verse, but really the order here is right because if you look from the Bible, what the Bible says is that God is not Santa Claus. Now, I'm a huge Santa Claus fan. I'm pro-Santa Claus, okay? 
If I could retire from the ministry someday and go be Santa Claus, I would do that. If I could put on that suit that Tim Allen put on, that would be such a great job. But God's not Santa Claus. In other words, prayer works like this. Prayer works biblically, what the Bible says, when you have a relationship with Jesus and you're living for Jesus on his terms, not your terms or my terms, that's when it opens the way to tremendous power in our lives. In verse 3 of chapter 1, look what, look what is said. Paul says, I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Okay, here's somebody super busy, Paul. He's writing the New Testament. He is uh, preaching and teaching at every chance he gets. Now, when he wrote these words, he's in prison. He's in a dungeon prison. He's chained to a guard. He can't say to the guard, hey, I want to go to the prison chapel and pray for a couple hours because there wasn't a prison chapel. But he tells Timothy, I constantly, which literally means I'm continually throughout the day lifting you up to Jesus Christ. That word prayer there in your Bibles means to ask, in this context, God for particular and specific benefits for someone. Folks, let me tell you, intercession, which means praying for other people, the concept is, is that God's there and we're here. And when you pray for somebody else, you're putting your hand in God's hand and you're putting your hand in their hand. That's a pretty neat concept, isn't it? You are connecting them and God. Wow. How many of you believe prayer works? It's church, you have to raise your hand on that. But we do struggle sometimes with it, don't we? we? Honestly, we do. There was a lady who had five children. That's a woman who needs a lot of prayer, correct? And all of them living at home young. And she took one of her daughter's nine-year-old out for a, a, a Mother's Day out with her daughter. And she, she asked a tough question. Moms, I, be careful. She asked them, she said, what can I do to be a better mother? And the nine-year-old kind of looked down, and she said, you really want me to answer? She said, yeah, I do. She said, well, Mama, you you still yell at us a lot. I know you've been praying about that, and I'm quoting the little girl, but Mama, those prayers ain't working. (laughs) Sometimes we feel that way, don't we, that our prayers, prayers aren't working. Years ago in West Texas, way out in West Texas, there was a little town, typical southern town, a town of 1,000 with 80 churches in it. There wasn't a bar. And a man decided he was going to move into the community and he was going to open a bar. Well, of course, a lot of people in town were were very upset. One church in particular went on a crusade to keep this bar from opening. And they put ads in the paper. They were praying. They'd have regular prayer meetings where they'd pray against the bar and the bar would not open. They would shut down. The, The bar was almost completely built and lightning hit it and burned it to the ground. The bar owner sued the church, claiming they were responsible. And they said, no, 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 we had nothing to do with it. So they go before this circuit judge, and the judge is looking. He's got the bar guy over here and a bunch of the church people over here. And he takes his glasses off, and he says, I am terribly confused. 
I have a bar owner who believes 100% in the power of prayer and a whole church over here that doesn't believe in it at all. (laughs) Folks, I want to tell you, prayer works. Prayer works, number one, if you are who you need to be with God. Some of us, we're bouncing prayers off ceilings because we're not saved or we're so far from God that that God's going to keep his arms crossed until we repent, okay? But when you and I get right with God, there's no more powerful thing in the world than praying for people, okay? Some of you say, well, I'm praying about this. I don't see anything happen. Prayer is not a once or twice time shot. It's a lifetime commitment. Matthew 7, 7, and 8. Write these verses down. They're going to be on the screen. Listen to what Jesus said about prayer. He said, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Folks, here's the tenses of those verbs. He's saying, keep asking, keep seeking, and keep knocking. Keep on keeping on. What do you pray? Let's do with you, mom and dad, first of all. What do you pray for your kids about? Here's one of the great verses in the Bible, too. It's Philippians 4, 6. It says, pray about everything. That, that verse freaks some people out. Because they think you should only pray about the big things. Here's my question to you. What's big to God? I mean, if God spoke and created the world... Everything's pretty much within his realm, correct? Pray about everything means everything. Mom and dad, that means it's fine to pray that your kid plays well in the game. It's fine to pray that they do well in the performance. It's fine to to pray that they don't have to repeat that grade over again when report cards come out in a few weeks. It's fine to pray for those things. But let me tell you what to major on, mom and dad. If you want to be a great influencer, man, you pray that your kid comes to know Christ. You pray that once they find Christ, that they grow up and they live for Jesus with all their heart. You pray for their protection. Satan wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your kids. You ask God. You pray a hedge around them. You ask God to protect them. You ask God to develop their character. It's great to hit a home run, but your kid needs character more than they do a good swing. You ask God to make your kid loving. There's nothing worse than a religious, hateful person. Amen? Make them loving and with a servant's heart. And you decide, listen, I'm going to be a great mom and a great influencer. That means the rest of my life I'm committed to praying for people. I want to share with you a great story about a man named George McCluskey. I think you'll think it's great, too. Many, many, many years ago, George McCluskey got married. He was a Christian. And before he had kids, he decided, I'm going to pray one hour a day. Think about that for my children. So he began to pray an hour a day for his kids. After a time, he said, you know, I'm going to pray not only for my kids, but for my grandkids and my great-grandkids. So from 11 to noon every day, he prayed an hour for his children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. As the years went by, he had two daughters. Both of them became Christians. Both of them married ministers. That's some form of punishment, I guess. These couples produced four girls and one boy. Each girl married a minister. 
These are the grandkids. And the boy became a pastor. The first two children born to this generation, which would have been his great-grandkids, were boys. Upon graduation, these two boys, these great-grandchildren of McCluskey, chose to go to the same college. They roomed together in college. One of the great-grandsons, their sophomore year in college, decided to become a preacher. The other son felt called into psychology, and so he pursued a psychology degree, this great-grandson. Probably, I'm going to bet, never, ever met his great-grandfather. I mean, you don't normally meet your great-grandparents, normally. So he goes on, and he gets his doctor's degree in psychology. Then he begins to write a few books. Then he gets a radio show, and he's on thousands of stations uh, for many, many years, and his name was James Dobson. Think how many people... Millions of people know Christ and know how to do life better because of James Dobson. And that goes back to great-grandpa, who he probably never met, George McCluskey, who said, I want to be a great influencer, and I know it will not only happen by who I am, but but by my prayers. I want you to read James 5 with me. James 5, verse 16 through 18. It says, confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other that you may be healed. That's great, but look at this last part. The prayer of a righteous, a person right with God, person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. How many of you would want Elijah praying for you, as long as it was good? But here's what the Bible says. The Bible says he was a person just like us. Folks, moms, let's start with you. You can make such an impact. Dads, you can make such an impact if you will pray daily and regularly and often for your children. And all of us, pray for those people in your world and in your sphere of influence. Here's the third thing to being a great mom and a great influencer. Really instruct others in the ways of Jesus. And I put that word really there to mean that that none of these can be haphazard or half-hearted But we need to make a commitment that we're going to really train people in the ways of Jesus Christ. In chapter 3, if you'll jump over one chapter with me, in verse 14 and 15, it says, But as for you, continue in what you've learned, Timothy, and how you've become convinced of because you know that those whom you've learned it. Look in verse 15. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus. Now, that word infancy there means an older, older toddler. Now, I want you to listen to this. In the Jewish culture Timothy grew up in, at age five, the moms started formally training their kids in, in the ways of God in the Bible, okay? I believe Timothy's mom and grandmama probably started this about two or three. 
And then at 10, it was the dad's job to take over. Let mom do all the dirty work till they got a little older, I guess. And then they got them to the synagogues, the Jewish version of the church, where the rabbis and the, the teachers there poured Scripture into them. And, and basically what this is saying is that from an early age, and, and daddy probably didn't help in this process at their house, mom and grandmama were, were pouring the Word of God and the ways of God into Timothy. In verse 14, it, it says this. It says, Timothy, what you have learned and become convinced of. Very important words here. The word learn literally means to gain information. It means to, to, to acquire a skill or a perspective. In other words, that, that Timothy's mom and them, they, they taught him information. They gave him a biblical perspective and, and showed him skills that he would need to live. But when it says that he became convinced of, that is a radically different concept. That means that what you've learned invades your will. Listen, here's the problem with so many of us today. This is what happens when so many of our young people go off to college. They've gotten knowledge They've learned, but they have not become convinced of it. It has not invaded their will and come from their head to their heart out of their hands. That's what God's saying. He's saying, I want you, it starts with you, mom and dad. I want you to pour God into your kids. I want you to pour Jesus into them. I want you to instruct them in my ways a whole, whole, whole bunch. Folks, I promise you this, as a church, we are deeply devoted to you, to those who aren't here yet, but to you and your family. We want to love you. We want to be there for you when the worst things in the world happen and when the best things happen. We want to win you to Christ. We want to win your kids and your grandkids to Christ. And we're deeply devoted to pouring Jesus into you, if you'll take it, okay? But let's talk about our kids. Let's talk about youth youth age and under. If you decided that you were going to bring your youth or your children to everything we do at a church, and folks, we're a Baptist church, which means we do a whole lot more than most churches just because that's part of being Baptist. Baptists die and go into their rest because they need rest, Amen. We're exhausted. But, but you bring them to connection groups, that's one hour. You bring them to Sunday morning worship, that's two. You bring them to a discipleship at time at five on Sunday afternoon, that's three. Sunday night church, that's four. You bring them back Wednesday, that's five. We got them about five hours a week, and, and that's if your parents were like mine. They're going to make you be there every time the doors are open. You got them a whole lot more than we do. And I don't doubt, man, I look at our world today and I look at our country today and I see, I see it more than a government problem. I think the churches have failed. But I want to tell you something even harder. I think more than a church failing, I think the families have failed. You got your kids seven days a week. We got them maybe five hours a week. No doubt we failed. But the first responsibility is with mom and dad. 
If you're not going to do your job, it is really difficult for us to make up for that. How do you instruct your kids? An instructor in the Bible here is kind of like we think of a, a batting instructor or, or a golf pro or a coach. Not just someone teaching on a blackboard, but somebody who's putting on the, the, the clothes, the shorts or the, the, the sweatsuit and that's going out there with you. And they're, they're not only telling you how to catch the ball, they're showing you how to catch the ball. They're not only telling you how to throw it, they're throwing it with you. They're watching you and then they're on the spot correcting you. That's what instruction is. That's how we instruct people in the ways of Jesus Christ. We don't just sit back and say, don't do this, don't do that. You say, look, let, let's walk through this process together. Mom and Dad, here's how you get started. You, you pray together. Pray over every meal. You don't have to pray over every pee at every meal, but pray at every meal. S- gather the family four or five times a week and say, let's pray together. Everybody go around the room. What's one thing I can pray for you about? Your kids are going to look at you like you're a weirdo the first few times because they've not, maybe not seen that before. That's okay. They'll get used to it. Start, start reading through a book of the Bible together. Find a book that you can read together as a family. Call the church this week. We will help you any way we can. But, man, jump on a journey to start pouring Jesus Christ into your family into those you're around. You know, I learned how to tithe. Tithe is giving 10% to your church. When I was probably four years old, three or four years old, here's what my parents did. I got an allowance or I got, uh, uh, you know, paid for taking the garbage out, 50 cents or a dollar. We had little envelopes then, envelopes then as kids. They would get us, they'd set us aside, and they'd say, okay, you got 50 cents this week, a nickel goes in here to God. And we'd write that nickel on there and we'd seal it. And you know what? When I got older and I was not even a Christian, I was tithing. Isn't that weird? You know what? Because I, I learned to do it as a little kid. And I never doubted my parents were doing the same thing. Instruction. Listen, what, we, what we're instructing them to do now or not instructing them to do now is going to affect them and your grandkids and your great-grandkids for generations to come. Man, I challenge you, mom and dad and all of us, let's choose to be great influencers. I want you to see a a Hallmark video. You may have seen it. I saw it this week. It's really good. It's moms saying what they really want for Valentine's, for Mother's Day. Valentine's Day too, probably. But I want to tell you, when you listen to what they're asking for, to me, these are things more that are earned than are just verbally thrown out there. Kyle, let's watch this video. Tell me that I've been a good mom. That I actually taught you something. Tell me I'm ready. That you look up to me. Tell me you like spending time with me. That I'm doing this right. Even if I'm doing it alone. Tell me you're proud of who we are. Just tell me. For everything moms need to hear, there's a Hallmark card. Man, 
Don't just ask people to tell you that you've made a difference. Don't just ask them to tell you that they're proud of you. You be the right kind of person where they can look at you and say, you did make a difference. You wore a great mom. You wore a great dad. You wore a great influencer, and I'm proud of you. Man, it's out there for us all if we'll make the right choices. Let's pray. If you're a Christian, I would just ask you right now to to consider what God's saying to your heart. What do you need to do this morning? What will you do this morning? If you're not a Christian or you're unsure if you're a Christian, right where you're seated, would you pray with me and just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I want to repent of my sins. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God who who died for me and arose for me. And Jesus, today, I ask you to come into my heart. I'm asking you today to be my Lord and Savior. Let me have your attention just for a second. In a moment, we're going to stand, and I'm going to challenge you to respond to Christ. Maybe you just prayed and asked Jesus into your heart. Or maybe you're ready to do that today. When we give the invitation, would you come and talk to one of these ministers? Let us help you with that decision. Maybe today you're ready to join our church. One way you can do it is by coming in a moment. We'll be down here. You need a church home where you'll be loved and where Jesus will be poured into you. We'll try to do those things. Come and join us today. Mama, Dad, the rest of us, being a great influencer is completely up to us at this point. Will you choose to be one? Where you're standing or at the altars, let's say yes to God. Let's stand. Won't you just bow your heads? As Michael sings, you step out. You respond to God this morning.